I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, Yes Chef listeners. How are you? Good. Um, me and Ben. Ben Smith, ben Jordan Smith. Ben and I sat in a park in Bermondsey about to interview the Godfather... I was going to say the godfather of Spanish soul, but he's not, he's not, he's the godfather of Spanish food. Oh, he's a good dancer, I heard. Jose, Jose, my, may I say, Pizarro. Yeah, this guy has got Bermondsey Street on lockdown. He has, mate. How many restaurants has he got? He's got Jose, he's got Pizarro, he's got Jose Pizarro. Hey, I wonder if he has a middle name. I was going to say, we need to, um, we need to get in there and have a crack with him anyway, and um, hopefully he'll feed us a bit of tapas. But anyway, have a great day, enjoy the show, and we'll see you very, very soon. Monday, busy. So it's busy down Bermondsey Street all the time, I guess. Uh, Bermondsey is just mad. It's crazy because I've last time I've been down here, and it's always summer when mm. I come down. It's like Maltby Street, this kind of. But when you come down, even now, nine o'clock in the morning, heaving. I opened Jose May twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. So that was before the Bermondsey got, and uh, was like people were telling me, "Why in Bermondsey? That is uh, no a place to go." You know, it was yeah. like, you're crazy. You're going to open your first business in one place. Is that? We'll see. <laughs> and now you can see Bermondsey is just unbelievable. It's just more places opening um, and more to open. And I hope good ones, you know, because it's important to to be around good people. Definitely. Is, uh, and you've seen it change as well, I guess, haven't you? Totally. Before was no one around, you know, it was like... What is good? Well, it's going to happen. It's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. No one around here. No. Um, yeah. It's changing a lot. Um, like you can see now, even Sundays than before was dead. It's super busy. Sunday yeah. must be, it's kind of, it's kind of the place you come with, the couple's place to come, Bermondsey. Yeah. I always think it's a really nice place to come with your, with your girlfriend or your partner, just to come down here because it's so pretty and so nice and everyone's a bit... A bit of romance. A bit of romance. Uh, it's a bit, it's a bit... Uh, everyone smiles. Curious. Yeah, everyone's oh, happy. It's, it's lovely. It's lovely. Definitely, I'm very happy here. I was living in Bermondsey until a year now. And, uh, and one way I really do missing to live. You know, in another way, it's good for me to disconnect. Yeah, switch off a little switch bit. Switch off, because it was really, really mm. intense. Yeah, I bet. Hard being close to your work sometimes, though, because mm. sometimes you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but for me, it was like, in some point where it was like, my partners say, it's time for you to move, because just never disconnect, always. But yeah, it's good. It's good. Bermond said, definitely. Um, it's a very... How do you call that? Neighborhood hop or hope, uh, but just the lovely people. Strong you know, community. Strong community. People I know for nine years now, um, and they are family. Uh, that is important. You know, Spanish, I think we are very, we need to feel part of the community. And I grew up in a small village, 800 people living there, and uh, the community always been very part, important part. You know everybody. My, I know everybody. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just from uh, Jose to, to, to Pizarro, it's just like one hour. One hour to just talking. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's lovely area. Lovely area. And uh, to be part of that community here is, is, is good. It's the same thing that's happening now in the pub. Um 
people go there every single day to have a pint or have a pint or whatever. To switch off. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really lovely. Just even it's only two weeks that we are opening or something like that. And that's the pub. The pub. And it's really a strong feeling of community. That must be very different to what you used to here. Yeah, it's quite different, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's Feels really, familiar. yeah. I already love it. Yeah. Already feel there like a, I want to spend more time here. Because seriously, it's, um, again, that community feeling is, um, is great. Can we go, I was going to come back to it later actually, but now we're talking about the pub. Um, why, why have, have, you know, have two restaurants that are, you know, I know it's, it's crazy running two restaurants and then going, you know what, let's open a pub miles yeah. away <laughs> as well. What made you, what drove you to go? Always, this is a always I wanted to, to have a pub. Well, always. Since, I think like six, seven years. Since I, since I opened Jose. Um, Eight so your, your granddad used to have a, a bar. bar Why? And always pub and Spanish bar, bars are really similar. And more when they are away, you know, and they are the, the local pub. You go in, uh, uh, you know, my local, in my village, you go there for a caña and a piece of tapa. You go to a pub and you had your pint something else. Maybe, maybe not. And it's the place to go to see your friends. It's the place that you go to forget running out from your partner and your dogs and whatever. And it's the same feeling. It's exactly the same. My village bar, bar, than my pub in Surrey. Pub is that, it's that community feeling. Like we said before, simple as that. It's a safe place. It's where you have your friends and you just switch off. I think the older you get with pubs, I think when you're younger, you look at them with places to go and it's like, you know, get drunk, get drunk. The older you get, you realise it's the place you go that's just like your second living room. Yeah, it's other. <laughs> Do you know no. what I mean? Because it's like, you go there and you feel dead comfy. That's, a, for me, it's the happy place. And my girlfriend doesn't like me saying that, <laughs> the pub. But when I go with a friend, it's like, switch off, I can talk about anything and then, you know, it's that last couple of hours perfect. But it has to be a pub somewhere like that, somewhere local, you know, central London well, many of them, no? But that kind of pub in the middle of, uh, it's just really, really incredible. It's uh, my happy place at the moment. And how did you choose that pub? friend of mine, he, on the list and Claude Bossy, he was there before and uh, Claude, I think, now he's, uh, I think he's going to get three Michelin star this year. And he's going to be really focused in that. And my friends say, Claude is going. Do you want to take it? I know the area. I have friends there. And uh, I went and I just fell in love. Because big windows, the sun is coming in. It's, uh, it's lovely. And simple as that. And uh, open. That easy. That easy. Open. Easy. <laughs> after three weeks three weeks uh, they are like 16 hours every day um, but yeah it's open now did you think you were going to be a landlord uh, no definitely not I was looking I was looking when I opened Jose uh, the tapas bar always um, always I wanted to have my little tapas bar you know like we say again a local place like you have in Seville or you have in my village um, and then Pizarro and it was like, in some point, that point, I was like, you know what? Little pub will be nice. And I opened in Brockgate um, four years ago. And now, yeah, pub, landlord. Wow. Big, it's big all right. journey. Big journey. Big journey. We're going to go. I'm enjoying. You know, I enjoy every single day. Yeah. If you don't enjoy in this job. That's when you, you stop. Know, you're just. You're in the wrong game then. Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally. You have to be, you know, every day. Um, running for business plus more business around is um, is quite challenging. challenging. <laughs> but I have to say, I am the family, the whole team is incredible. I was I, about to say the team. That's yeah, what you need, it's isn't all it? about it's about people working hard and enjoying it. The important thing to have fun, you know. Yeah. And uh, every day is a journey. Every day is something new. 
and uh, beautiful. It's uh, it's good. It's good. Well, let's um let's go back to growing up in Spain, mm-hmm. and let's um let's see if we can get some of your very first food memories as a as a kid. As a kid, yeah. Um, I was never allowed to be in the kitchen. And I was like, you go away from here, my mom. Um, my mom always, uh, I grew up in a village, like I said before. In um, My mom and my dad spent all their life together working in a farm. You know? From five in the morning, milking the cows until whatever. And the time for my mom in the kitchen was very important. You know, it's, the food for us is... Uh, the base to be everyone together around the table but was no time for anything else it was no time for me to go to the kitchen and uh, and start playing with her just you go away from here um but every morning i have something just made for me you know before the school you have churros or you have a you know that is my first memories the the, the waking up with the breakfast ready it's, uh, Fresh. It's fresh, you know, just bread, uh, olive oil, and things like that. And yes, it's the first memories here. Yeah. Always, I never forget, is um, fresh milk from the cow. Beautiful. You know, that still warm. Flavor, still warm. That flavor is, uh, is, is special. It's really, yeah, bring you back 40 or more, 45 years maybe. Stunning. Yeah. And running around, you know, to be in a farm and to be able to to know and to discover flavors that always are going to be with you forever, you know? That flavor, that you know, the milk, you know, the, the fresh cheese made the day before or even the same day, uh, all related to, to food. It's always will be in my, you know, yeah, in, you, my, in my brain. You've seen exactly where it's come from. So yeah. that is, a, is an education growing up as a kid. But even without, it's, it's normal thing when you are in, in a farm. And uh, I will never, I never thought I'm going to be a chef, definitely. But all those combos, all of that flavor that my mom was playing with, was, was, it's in the land, it's what you have. I think that it's inside my brains and it's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So what always I say to, to everyone, child need to understand food since they are children. They need to know where the food is coming from. And uh, that will make huge difference when you grow up. Definitely. So were you, were you a fussy eater or were you just kind of, whatever was, was put in front of you, were like, yeah, I'm going to try I it. I was quite... Oh, Naughty to yeah. say. Most know. most kids are. I was like running around from many times from food to to go to play with my friends, um, but always I try everything. You know, if you don't have for 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 lunch, you will have for dinner. As simple as that. You get you don't what you're eat. given. That's what my grandma used to say. You get what you're given, and the thing is, the best thing about getting what you're given is you try everything, everything, <laughs> and you have everything. to eat. You know, is it editable? I will try anything. Um, but yeah, that's my memory. Uh, the waking up every day with some food uh, on the plate. Uh, that was important, I think. So was there, when did you think, when did food really become interesting for you then? Food has been always interesting for me, but never I thought I'm going to be, it's going to be my job. No? Never, because my, my grandfather, we have a, he has a bar in the village. But it's not a bar, you know, we give away some tapas like we do in, you know, everywhere in Spain. Um, always been interesting, but never thought, like we say, I'm going to be a chef. Until I finished my studies, I studied dentist technician, and uh, I was doing a course. I was waiting for a job in Seville. I did a course, start a course. And um, I was like, to be sitting in a desk and then to be with people was like, definitely, I don't want, I don't want to be sitting in a desk. I want to be with people. And um, yeah, then is when I really start understanding what it's all about. 
you know, right. the rest of them. Which is different because, you know, being, have, having food is so important in, in Spanish culture because it's family time, right? So that interest didn't really spark from your, your mother cooking food in the kitchen. It happened later. I find that really... Is this what it is? Yeah. I always say so my grandmother as well. It's, um, everyone say the same, but it's true that those memories is what make everything completely different. You know, all the, the, the smells that always will be, you know, when I do ice cabbage now, take me to 40, 45 years ago when my grandmother was making that escabeche for Christmas. You know, those smells to vinegar, to, to all those vegetables coming. Never go away, will it? Never go away. So funny that, isn't never, it? No matter how, no matter how famous away. you are, how many... Restaurants you have and all that, you still remember that one thing. It's yeah. like, I still remember gravy, my grandma's gravy yeah. or anything, weird stuff like that. Because yeah. it's a smell, isn't it? And it's the, yeah, and, and it's the memories is to see the, the, the old lady, you know, is spending time in, in the kitchen. I want to know more about this bar, please. I want to know, because I think whenever I go to Spain, and I remember the first time I went to Andalusia, someone, I, I ordered just half a beer and someone brought me out some paella. And I was like, no, no, I didn't order any. And he's like, no, 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 it's free. I was like, no, 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 no. Nothing is free. No, 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 I'm no. northern and I'll be here every day. Do you know what I mean? So, but it was that thing of, and then I remember the, someone who we were there with said, no, no, Andalusia is, you get this. And I ordered my third pint. I was getting tripe. And I was like, this is incredible. And like my girlfriend had a Fanta. Do you know what I mean? So we were like, we're not buying bottles of champagne. Do you know what I mean? What, how, how, why did this start? You know this culture, and how do they how do they afford to how, live? How it starts supposed to be around Andalusia. Now it's quite popular everywhere in Spain. Um, tapa means lit, and lit to cover something. And many many years ago, was you know bars full of flies. And what they say is um, it starts. Um, someone puts a piece of cheese or a piece of. Um, uh, chorizo on top of a glass to stop the flying going into the drinks and then say the people start okay give me the tapa 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 and um, it's how everything starts really and goes so popular then yeah. so you go to Granada or Cordoba you don't get a tapa you get like a plate a starter I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, I think it's... Possible. You can go, I'm telling you, you can go out and have lunch without paying any money in food. How is that sustainable? <laughs> that is my question. Because How you can make... Because you, we are not talking about giving a piece of bread or whatever, no? Or some you crisps and really some olives. Yeah. So you're getting a really oh. lovely, proper quality uh, food in front of you. And I do my numbers. I say, I don't know how you can do that. <laughs> Definitely, I cannot do that in London. And then the beer's a euro. So yeah. you think to yourself, I'm not, you know, if I was London, five pounds for five a beer. Five pounds for a beer and you don't get nothing at all. You wouldn't, no. get, you wouldn't get a pork scratching. No. You don't no. even get a smile. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> a smile in my places anyway. No, definitely. <laughs> but it's how everything starts. And um, I think it's quite good because uh, when you are having a drink and you're having a, some food in your stomach, you... You can, you know what I mean? Keep him drinking and um, without getting too drunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is, the, that is the point. And you go one place to another place and, uh, you know, in a big village. Or, you, you know them in San Sebastian, for example, you go one place and you have the best cot and you go on the next one and you have the best second pig. And, you know, you know all the places. And um, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's really sociable and it's, uh, yeah. We should do that here. I know. I was going to say, we should do We, should do we need little, to go by more tapas bar. I was going to say, Jose, us two, us three, <laughs> we should go for a little tapas bar crawl in London. Try and get free, try and get free cod in every place. <laughs> Take no. a Euros, yeah. No, in San Sebastian, you have to pay for. Yeah, that is more all around um, south. When you go back, do you go back to your village? Or do you, do you visit a lot or what? Lots. Is you know, my mum is still there. And, and now I'm allowed to be in the kitchen. No, I was going to say, I bet I you she makes you cook I, now, doesn't she? I can now to, to cook. Um, she is still making the best, the best omelette in the world, but there's nothing I can compare. She's the best. Um, I, I try to go quite often. Uh, it's important to, to escape 
and to see your friends and uh, you know it's, um, it's, uh, I love it I love um, and traveling all over Spain is um, is important for me to see what is going on there to found new 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 ingredients to meet new suppliers uh, yeah I go there quite a lot not enough but always enough, always important for me to restaurants yeah and a pub and three and a pub yeah three and a pub yeah it's it's a challenge but it's all about the people you have around you and I have to say at the moment it's um, I have a very good family very good family left me too and I think sometimes they are happy then you just go go <laughs> go away so let's go back a little bit where you kind of you where you first got the interest of, of when food became interesting for you, um, you were, what, you just finished your studies? Mm-hmm. And you were like, right, that's when you made a conscious decision to be, I want to be involved in food. Or did you think, right, I, I actually want to be a chef? Mm-hmm. So how did you, what was that transition? Was was very simple, I have to say, very simple and very quick. Because I, when I was studying, I was 20, oh, 47 now, 22 or 23, I think, or something like that. And I start um, the course, well, look, supposed to be three months. And then in the, that course, you have to go to restaurants uh, to, to know, you know, you have to start since the you know, kitchen porter, the, the whole way, the whole way and up. So you're still in Spain at this point, still right? in Spain, yeah. And um, it was like that. Just say, I want to do this. I want to carry on studying. But at the same time, I have to work, you know, and 20 something, you Make know, you money. need to. Uh, I start and studying and working and was a point and studying was not possible, you know, to, to, to do double every day and then try to go to school. Blah, blah, impossible. I left and I started working in, in one restaurant, full, full time. So that was the first job you had in the job. kitchen? Yeah, was like helping one girl. She was really strong, Anna. And I have to say she was like a, yeah, I don't want to say any name, but really strong with me. And that helped me a lot because teach me the base, you know, and... Uh, how you need to organize, how clean you have to be, and how methodic to She, she to kicks run. your ass. She you kicks know? your ass. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I didn't want to say yeah, that, but yeah, she exactly. kicks your ass. It's uh, good that, though. You need that at 22. Yeah. I mean? she, so if someone was soft with you, I don't think you don't, I don't think you you'd don't. be sat here. And it, yeah, that was the, the start. And then slowly, slowly, working like a donkey, I tried to visit many restaurants I could to see what's going on. And that was, I left studies and just work, 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 work. And it's going to be 25 years as a chef wow. this year. You're looking good, man. <laughs> my hip, I'm, telling, I'm telling you my hip is suffering. <laughs> 20, 25 years as a chef and 20 years living here in the, in the UK. And the time passed so quick. I just like, gone. You know, but... Every day, every day is uh, like we say something new. Every day something happens, and it's incredible. You know, it's incredible to be in a place like London with so many things going on, and uh, just learning every day. You know, learning, seeing London. Yeah, definitely the place. The place I could, I cannot live. And you know, many people say, "When are you going back to to Spain?" Or I will go back. I maybe spend more time there, but the vibe. The diversity, the the colors, the smell, the people is um, is what drive me every day. So the big move to London, that must have been a bit scary. It was like that? Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Didn't think about it too much. No, just like that. I wanted to learn different cuisines, and we are talking about twenty years ago. Now you can see different cuisines in Spain, but Spain was like really Spanish, Spanish, Spanish wine, Spanish. If you want to do something else, or do you want to do some creativity to bring to you? It was not possible. There was no that diversity there. And still, even well, in, even in big cities like Madrid and no, stuff. Nothing. Huh? No, you have, but not like, like here at all. Mm. Uh, the, 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 the Chinese in, in my, my city, no Madrid, was like, you don't go there because it's not. It's not good. <laughs> don't go. Um, and it's one of the reasons I came here. Um, friend of mine, uh, I met a girl in Madrid, friend and the friend of my friend, and she said, "Go to London because you know, it's not many Spanish chefs in that time, 
and definitely you will learn a lot. And I say to her, if I can have a sofa to sleep for a week or a few days, I'm there in a month. Yeah, yeah, everyone say that. I was here in a month. Knocking at the door. Knocking the door. I'm looking, looking, looking for a job. The only thing I could say in that time, I'm looking for a job. And uh, that was difficult. Difficult because, um, you know, in that time I was with Julio Reollo. I was head chef in one Michelin star in Madrid. And coming here and trying to do, you know. The same, yeah. Good job. was like, no, you can be a kitchen porter. A very important job. And, but um, you're doing the, as a kitchen porter, you really don't learn what I wanted to learn, you know? So how did you push that through to make sure that it happened? What do you mean? How? Well, if, you, if you've gone from, you know, working in places in Step Spain and then almost you come into London to start something new and it's like almost starting again a little mm. bit, it's going backwards a little bit. So yeah. you've got to push that through to make sure that... You have you- to. You have to. Uh, in the end, I thought, let's, let's look for a job in a, in a Spanish restaurant and then, you know, start learning learning around and I went to a Spanish restaurant and I, I got that job and um, that's it that's Gaudi right Gaudi how was that well, interesting <laughs> when you coming from from Madrid um, was a really lovely time for me amazing people I met and uh, lovely weekends you know it was a big clap down there <laughs> and that was interesting um, I was doing kind of uh, um, a game, new cuisine, with uh, Nacho. Nacho was the, the the head chef there, and I was his um, second. And yeah, it was an interesting time for me. But I, I saw not many people understood about Spanish cuisine, that kind of Spanish cuisine. You know, when you are doing forms and you are doing kind of... Uh, People didn't understand at all because the people didn't know the base of the Spanish. So the chefs or the customers? The, the customers. The customer. You know, you can see that people didn't understand about Iberico, maybe. They didn't understand about... The, the, if you don't understand olive oils and you don't understand paprikas, pimentons, and I don't think you will never understand the, the new cuisine. You know, you have to... You have to start at the base. It's, it's like any good stock yeah. or whatever, and, isn't it? And was not many, was some Spanish restaurant, but not many, and uh, like it's now. Um, yeah, that was quite shocking for me to say. I don't think people understand jamón ibérico. People pay 20, 25 pounds for, for a plate of ham. It was like, you crazy Spaniards. No? And... Uh, you see the difference those 20, these 20 years that I think I'm selling now more than 500 hams a year. Mm-hmm. I just want to buy one ham. I got <laughs> Whenever I go to the airport and you can get ham pillows, you know, like a big yambon pillow, I'm just like, I'm going to get one. I'm going to bring one for you. I was, like, I, I was almost like that, one fair to another fair, like <laughs> with my ham, giving away for to people to... To, to understand Parmahan, Parmahan. It's no Parmahan. I love Parmahan, but it's something else. Um, that was quite shocking 20 years ago, but now everyone do understand the qualities of Spanish cuisine. They understand the olive oils. They understand the saffron that we have. They do understand the, the simplicity of uh, those stunning, amazing flavors. I still think people think price-wise means it's good for stuff like olive oil and stuff like mm. that. Mm. I, I, you know, in my head, when I go somewhere, I know, and I look at these expensive olive oils and like your Whole Foods, and that, I'm thinking that you can go somewhere and get an absolute belting bottle of olive oil for six quid. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Rather than twenty, to make a olive oil, a very good olive oil, okay, is costing a lot of money. I, I don't want, I don't want to say that all expensive olive oil are good, yeah. but to produce a very good olive oil is costing money. The olive oil I have um, now is costing fifteen pound here. Uh, I'm telling you, is uh, yeah, is so much behind that bottle that people don't understand. To to produce one liter of that olive oil, you need eleven kilos of olives. Wow! That 
fruit go through, from the tree to the tanks in less than six, six hours. And every single olives is picked by hand. That's crazy. A lot of love. It's, if you'd have thought 20 years ago, if you'd have said that people were buying olive, it, one of those things that I think yeah. it was just like, it wasn't a thing when we were going up. We didn't have olive, you know, you had bloody crisp and dry. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, olive oil is so, so important. And uh, when you try, olive, olive oil is a juice. And the sooner that you use it, the better. Um, yeah, it's lots of war behind something, something good. It's a lot of, you know, like we say about jamón ibérico. Uh, you pay £26 or £28 for 60 grams in a restaurant. You think, wow, it's a lot. But when you understand the whole process, how the animal has to be treated, how those animals eat, the, the, the land those animals need to grow, to get that quality, it's, uh, it's amazing. You, your face glow, you look so happy talking, <laughs> talking about olive oil and hemp. So it's like, so you're talking about going to visit the suppliers. I mean... Do you think, you know, being successful and doing that, going and visit the suppliers, it, it must have helped so much, having that relationship, you know, and building that. To, to sit down with someone and they have that passion for something and to learn how that cheese is produced, to know how those pigs grow. Uh, uh, it's just learning, you know, sitting next to someone, they know so much about something. It's, it's made me happy. It's made me happy. Just look, and then, and then, I will be able to to talk to you about that, and my, you know, to talk to the the family, to to tell to the customer. And it's, the whole process is, is amazing. Not coming from the small village and coming to London to, to to be able to say, you know, try this. You say no, you are going to be happy. Uh, I put the first time I put a thick pork, Iberico pork, uh, on the menu. Medium rare, we are talking about. It was with David Air. And um, David was like, You're crazy, you cannot put Iberico pork rare in this country. I said, Come on, I explain everything, you know, because I grew up with that. And uh, come on, uh, you crazy Spaniard. Let's do it. And I did. I did. People love uh, it. And people love it. People love it. And that, you know, and now you can buy Iberico pork. It's not, not, from, not from me, no? no I, but now you can see Iberico pork in, in Waitrose. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's only 17 years, really. But be able to, to know those people to put so much love in something. And yeah. It's crazy I, how close Spain is. And it's like such a foreign thing away. Yeah. Seventeen years, and how much the palate's changed in the country. Do you feel that some that you've kind of one of the first, well, kind of the first to bring it over here, and it's got a privilege I, for that. I'm very happy to be able to put one stone in this country to to show you know my customer uh, about the, the the great things that we have in Spain. And if I put a little stone, I'm happy with that. But you, yeah, you really do champion Spanish produce. Mm. Um, so when, when you, or just before you, you got your very own restaurant, was that idea to like deliver something that was a little bit different? Because totally. like you said before, you know, you're, you're spotting things that, that aren't there. Mm. You, you're like almost shocked mm. how people go into Spanish restaurants and it's kind of not authentic. Mm-hmm. So you, you really wanted to bring that. Here. When I, in, I was in Gaudi and uh, I saw what we said before, you know, that real people didn't realize what, you know, the traditional great Spanish food was and didn't understand the new cuisine, blah, blah, blah. David Ayer told me, you know, I'm opening this restaurant. For me, it was like, I love his food. And uh, I go with you. And he teach me so much about herbs. In Spain, we don't use many herbs, we have to say. And he teaches me so much, and I and do. I went back to my roots. You know what I mean. I went back to to that roast that we do so well in Spain, or we we go back to that f- whole fish. Then I saw my my family, and, and you know, and you it was completely going back to to, to 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 again back to to a child to play and learn. And I was lucky because I knew so many new techniques 
you know, through all those Michelin star, all of those eating out, and was like putting all that technique in the traditional recipes. That means that you really make the butter from, you know, crispier or you know how to uh, to cook everything better. Uh, going back to my roots. And uh, that was the time I, I thought, I really want to push the traditional Spanish food in this country. And I did with David for two years and then Brindisa Monica from Brindisa. She, she told me that she was opening a, a restaurant to showcase her products. And uh, I said, I want to be there. And that, that time, I think people really start understanding, you know, the, the interest in, the, in, in Spain, in Spanish, in Spanish food. So was there a time, or can you kind of pinpoint when you were, when you were cooking and then you really sort of found your own confidence? Mm -hmm. Is there something that stands out? You're like, actually, I'm bossing this. This a dish, is, a dish, this, yeah. is, this is me. Definitely when I left Gaudi and I went to David, definitely for me it was like, this is, this is my life. It's what I want to do. I want to go back and cook extremely well, hopefully, Spanish, simple Spanish, and give it away to everyone to try our olive oils, to try the ham, to try, like we say, paprika, cheeses, and cheese, and people never thought about and and I think I think I know about this and I want to tell people about about that. And with Brindisa watchers really, you know, bam. Monica helped me a lot to to meet suppliers in Spain and uh, yeah it was really interesting that time for me. And I for for like six months I was working in Borough Market as well, helping Brindisa before we opened the restaurant. And I started meeting, you know, met new suppliers as well from, from here. And those was the timing that I do realize how amazing ingredients we have here in the UK, you know? Amazing Spain and with the amazing ingredients in, from here, it's just the perfect combo. But it was, it was all about flavors that people didn't understand, you know? Why gambas? You know, we have the most incredible gambas in Spain. And when you try something like that, it's just like... Blows your head off. Yeah, head off. And it sounds something very simple. You know, simple problem. You don't have to do anything else. Yeah. I remember you saying that. I remember, um, it must have been a couple of years ago now, there was a... Um, we, had a we had a big dinner here and you were doing a demonstration yep. in the kitchen and you kept telling everyone that the, the most important thing is to... Keep it simple. Let the produce kind of speak for itself. Mm. It's what I do. Yeah. And, I, and I'm still doing that for the last 18 years now. Since I, no, 19 years. Mm. Since, I, since I left um, Gaudi. It's a bit full circle though, isn't it? Because like we talked, you know, 10 minutes ago, just about the kind of simplicity of when you're growing up and like your grandma's or your mum's first little for the food you get. Then you go, most chefs go and do like the really Michelin style at the forms. Then you go all the way back round and you realise, well, actually, just the products speak for themselves. The anchovies and olive oil or the cheese, the manchego, the simple, simple things are the ones you remember when you leave the restaurant, not the form on top of this. It's the beautifully cooked one piece of meat. It's the, you know, the bread. I have yesterday in the pub a simple roast. I saw that roast. And I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Simple is good. Simple. I, I do I do love to go to see my friends, you know, with Michelin Star. I love to see the creativity they have. I love to um but at the same time I love just to go to you know have a nice plate of pasta from Angela Harnett and mm. I'm more than happy with that. Yeah. I think I've been more than happy with yeah. that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're gonna no, gonna say I got a pret. No. <laughs> but it's it's important to see what the people do around. You know, it's so much creativity, so much you know, those big chefs um doing incredible things. But for me I think every day is a nice piece of fish cooked properly and I'm happy. Yeah. Wins I'm more every than time. happy. Yeah. Having having you three places on a pub I mean 
is that the thing that drives you mostly though? Because are you are you the, on the pass all the time, or you know you've got to be in every place? Is it just kind of well the food, simple, just how happy and how proud you are of your your dishes that you've done? You know, do you, everyone say what is the best in the menu? I'm happy with everything going on the menu, you know, and uh, every single dish going through the the the, the, the pass have to be amazing. Yesterday, uh, Saturday, we were very busy in the pub, crazy. And uh, we overcooked one piece of uh, presa. Presa is the Iberico pork. And uh, I said, you know, I went to the table and said, I really, it's the first time trying presa. You are going to try the best, but need to wait a little bit. You know? And, and when they try, it was overcooked. And when they tried the proper, it was like, oh, amazing, cry. Um, having... Four places um, is not easy, but it's drive me every day, you know. Wake up in the morning, go everywhere and see what's going on. It's, it's nice. Do you ever take time off? <laughs> I took two weeks. I didn't have two weeks in a row for like six years. And I went away. And I have to say that you really need two weeks off. A year. A year. Two weeks off. No, no. You can take weekends. You can take, um, you know, a week, 10 days. But those two weeks this year made a huge difference. Is that because you come back full of new ideas and really excited? No, you you just, you never disconnect. Yeah. But you really relax. You really feel like, wow, it's nice to, to... Remember how that yeah, feels. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, did you go, if you don't mind me asking? We have a lovely time in Sri Lanka, running around. I have the most incredible curries, you know, curry for lunch, breakfast and dinner. Uh, lovely place. I'd love to go. Do you know what? Lovely yeah, place. Yeah, lovely. Everyone is going to Sri Lanka. Lovely people, you know. It's, mm, yeah. And it's so incredible. cheap. Yeah. Everything is so cheap and the food is absolutely amazing. I just, I just met uh, a mother and the daughter and they cook curries. That was, wow, the best in the whole nine days there. The simple two ladies cooking in their kitchen, memory forever. Yeah, and then we go six days through Maldives to disconnect nothing to do you know Just turn the phone off that's the thing nothing, no, nothing to do I think it's like when people go on Aldi and they've got a rotor do you know what I mean they've got the yeah, bloody yeah. itinerary and I'm just like bloody hell just let me sit on a beach yeah, and read a book yeah. when, you know like, things like that and I think when you live in a city especially when you work in hospitality mm. and caring I think you're used to them long, 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 long days. So, like, re- even just reading a book for an hour, it's hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? It shouldn't be. That's what you're here for. Yeah, I, I need to read more. <laughs> Me too. But, yeah, it's important to, to disconnect. It's important to have time off. Uh, time off. And, uh, yeah, definitely. I. Yeah. Well, speaking of reading, you've got a new book, haven't you? New book coming in May. Do you new book coming in May. Tell is, us what it's all about. Uh, it's Andalucía. Um, it's the third for one series. The first one was uh, Basque, Catalonia, now Andalusia. Uh, being a lovely, lovely journey. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you got to eat a lot of um, free tapa. <laughs> I'm coming with you I, on holiday call, next I time. Call, I call research. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking, because when I saw that book, I was like, thank God, because every time, we, I've been there a couple of times, it's just marvellous, beautiful, beautiful people, uh, beautiful place, very generous people. Really open their house for you that was amazing you know? and, uh, and something very special I went to a convent with those uh, nuns they don't see anyone you know they are living for to God and, uh, and I was able to to get inside the convent and I spent like two days not in the convent as you can imagine <laughs> not sleeping there with them <laughs> um, but I learned so much you know, recipes. They saw me recipes maybe 200, 300 years old, oh, writing. Wow. And yeah, I got one one recipe. No, two recipes from them, I think. 
do they know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Joseph, it's running out yeah. the back of the nunnery. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was incredible. But it's all about meeting people. Just like we say with the, with the, with the uh, products, you know, with the suppliers or the producers to sit down with someone, cooking with someone and just research is, 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 is incredible. Especially up in the world, isn't it? Go ahead. best job in the world, definitely. I was like, you crazy, you know, I just launched my book in October previous. Not this one, the one before. How you can get another book out? I said, because I love it. I love it. It's hard work. I know it's, uh, it's not easy. It's too many nights writing. And, and But how much you learn is it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's all about that. It's about those ladies, those nuns, you know, giving to you that knowledge for and you're 200 pass, you're years. And you're passing it on. And you're passing yeah. on. You're passing on. And hopefully, you know, sell walls, but hopefully people get those books dirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> you want to get it covered like my man's Delia, covered in flour, covered no, no. in eggs. I always say, if your book is dirty because you used it. used it, yeah. Give it to me and I give you another one. Oh, you. nice. Too many books are just on the shelf, the cookbooks, and you're like, I want it. You need to use them. It's not too complicated. Things you can make and family things, Sunday things. It's, a, it's what, uh, when my first book, I was in Brindisa and my thing was like, you have to cook for my books. I don't want to put ingredients that you can nugget or, or, or recipe that you will never cook. You know? Had to be easy and, you know, go to the, to the corner shop and you, maybe you not, you don't get chorizo, no, but you can get all the ingredients now. Um, yeah, that was my goal to to people cook from from my books. I don't want books to sit in there and and be. Lovely, and that, yeah, that's but, important because if if it's not accessible and you're like, oh, I'm going to make this, but I have to get that from Amazon no. because mm. you just can't. Buy you it. have to be too expensive as well. Can mm. you can you recommend to our listeners like a little gem where you'd go to get your produce, like as in personal, not just for your restaurants, like somewhere where you go and. Is the the problem when you well the good thing when you have restaurant is you just call the suppliers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call yours, eh, listeners. It, it'll sort you out. It's like I want this, please. And, um, yeah, it's easy easy for me. Borough markets is still there, and you know, still more markets to to go. And that's another place you can go and just get the tastings, and mm. you keep going around and change a lot. It's still amazing borough market, but I remember. One took about 15 years ago when I was working there. Still a very special place, but that time was really special for me. Mm. Seriously, I learned so much from Tony. Tony is the, the vegetable supplier, and that is, he should be now 80, I think. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, That's why they- I must love how do you know all about mushroom, all about Jose, come on, come on. Jose, come on, come on, try it. That that borough market still amazing, like we say. Very touristy time, now. That when it it's was a bit more, more touristy, it was a bit more, more touristy. Of, yeah. But that time was like wow, so really you know, a place to. You have to go in English because you like the try before you buy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we always talk about try before you buy. I don't care what shop. If you get <laughs> that, I've been told to leave places. <laughs> I was telling about cheese, cheese supplier. I went to see him in um, in Cumbria, and he told me he was like, no, no, no more, no more. He said no more. He said, buy something oh, first. It's twenty five pounds a kilo, man, <laughs> and you've had two bits of it. Come on. <laughs> And I ended up walking out with some, you know, bit of cheddar <laughs> when it went cheap. But the good thing about here, you know, in London, the UK, is you can get anything you want. That is incredible. It's incredible. Taste from all over the world. And I cook in my in home. I cook Spanish normally. But um, I'm not very, you know, I go somewhere to try the best curries. I'm going to have that. In your doorstep is is incredible. Pretty special. It's very special. Very lovely. It's very very special. So the whole um, the, your story is there about learning so much and absorbing everything from the people that you meet. That's obviously hugely important to you. You obviously instill that to the the team that you have here. So how was that kind of seeing young guys that are, are part of your team and you just kind of educating them? Yeah, you have to. You have to. Uh, and that's why I love to be in my kitchens because you have to pass your knowledge. You know, I'm learning quite a lot from the people coming to, to the kitchen as well because they know new technique and things like that. But 
the knowledge I have about ingredients, about, you know, all these 25 years in a kitchen is, um, is the thing I want to give to them, you know, as much as I can. Um, because so, so many young kids, it's uh, Charlie in, in the pub, and he is like 18, and he's just like sponge, you know? Oh, yeah. And just, just small things for them, small thing for me, for them, for him, it's just like, wow, chef, you know? He looks and up to you, you, I'm sure, though. Yeah? He looks up to you. I mean, like, you're, you're like Anna was to you when she kicked you up the ass. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, no, I'm not that bad. I was quite, some time in my life, I was really a strong chef. Like, I think, yeah. You grow out of it. I grew up with that. You know, it's just like, no, it's not the way to be. Um, but they, no, you know, talking, for example, about Charlie, just, just, just so this guy is going to, He's going to do very well because he's really enthusiastic. And he's, he's got a he's mention amazing. as well. He's going to be buzzing now. Yeah. <laughs> featuring, no. Jose featuring no, Charlie. No. What <laughs> definitely, definitely the kitchens um, and restaurants have to be a place to, to enjoy working and uh, to be grumpy or to be um, not too polite. Definitely, because I, I lie. I leave that one myself being quite bossy sometimes. Definitely, it's not a place to be. Another place you have to um, to enjoy and be, and be miserable and, and shouting to people definitely is not is not enjoyable. And if you are sixteen hours working with someone, no, it's not a way. I, I want that Charlie to grow in the good way. I think it's one of the only one of the only careers that you can learn ten things every day. You could learn, you could not if you don't want to, but like, I think people see it as long shifts, hard work. Yeah, it is long shifts and hard work, but the way it's going now, hospitality, it's not becoming as much like that. No and that. you can learn, you can go in there and learn five techniques mm. every day if you ask, because people, head chefs, sous chefs, whatever, want to teach people yeah. because they, it's hard to get stuff. It's hard to get and it's, uh, it's nice to teach them and then go. <laughs> it's like, oh, you are going now. Um, but now it's not like was, like you say, it's not, my, the chef is working 48 hours a week. That sounds a lot, but it's not like it's 16. Not it's not a lot. But I don't want those young people, I don't want Charlie and grow in, in that back way I was before. I want people to understand that it's a hard work, but it's really enjoyable. And working 16 hours, yeah, I'm working 16 hours many days, of, but... I used to, but I don't want those young people to, to have that bad time. And people need to have a uh, family life, you know, it's important. Very important. It's very important. That, and uh, it's looking after people well and enjoying it. And I'm telling you, you teach them and you pass your knowledge to people. Yeah, some people will go because I did the same thing, but so many people will respect you forever. And, uh, and it's nice. It's nice. It's, I teach someone's one technique or, or, or one or whatever, or just my knowledge, and it will be that person will remind so when he or she cook. So I learned this one from that crazy Spanish guy, and he's gonna be always with you. You know. Yeah, I hope Charlie does a podcast in about seventeen years. Yeah, yeah I was gonna good. say. He talks about them stove stories. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good. Good. Um. I'm happy in, I'm in a very happy place at the moment. I do enjoy every single day. Sometimes it's hard, but as I see, because this year for me is too much to celebrate. No, twenty years here in London is my home. Twenty years having a restaurant in London <laughs> should be celebrated. Hell, it's ridiculous. It is, isn't it? And like uh, some don't even last six months. And uh, yeah, twenty-five years, the, my life is my my job. No, and it's. And it's, it's a happy, hopefully happy year for me. It's a lot to enjoy. Absolutely. So what are some of your favorite restaurants that you kind of go back to time and time again? London, many, I have to say. I love Angela Hartnett. I love uh, Peter Gordon. I love so many. It's <laughs> like how you, I feel, no? Um yeah, it's so many to enjoy, I have to say. It's difficult for me to to, to even to say. Uh, in Spain, is you know, again, you have 
I go to Elcano as much as I can in in Getari and San Sebastian. I go to see my friends from uh, Arzac, uh, Atrio in, in in Cáceres. It's two Michelin star, uh, unbelievable food. I go to Sevilla and it's, it's, it's impossible to, to really to say. You're the best tourist guide for restaurants. I've yes. ever. And I just it, imagine, just imagine following Jose without him knowing, just following <laughs> him into restaurants. Just like, did he do a podcast with that guy? How you doing, man? I've heard this is nice. You must uh, email me and I will. You know, I have few emails every day. Not every day, but a few a week asking for places in Spain. We, we, we talk about like in the future of doing a, 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 like a series of Yes Chef episodes just in Spain. Why would I go next one to Spain? I think we should take Jose. I think we should take Jose. We've got to take him. Us, us Let's four. go for lunch. Well, I'm going for lunch the 2nd of April. I'm going to Echevarri. Fly in the morning, back in the evening. Oh, this is the rock star life. This is like... Amigo, I'm telling you, it's not expensive. <laughs> it's not. It's cheaper to do that than go to Manchester, where I'm from. Exactly. It's £100 <laughs> to Manchester and 38 to Budapest or whatever. You know, yeah. That's how cheap it is these days. So, oh, you do that, it's rock star life. It's no. It's just plan with time and it's cheaper. I love this. You know? get, get your citron sacks or chew. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting rid of the car. I'm just going to be hitchhiking with Josie. Um, <laughs> I think we should just do a bit of a quick fire round because I think it's a brilliant way to end that um, section. Do you want to do a little quick fire if you don't mind? We're going what to throw, is that? throw some um, some little questions at you and then whatever pops into your head, let it loose. Like, this is the first one. Top three foods you can't live without. Uh, food, I will say I need my olive oil, I need my paprika and I need pimentón de la vera, no paprika. And the third thing, um, jamón. I have one plate of ham almost every day. It's just getting better. <laughs> Favorite food, guilty pleasure? Um, fish and chips. Oh, it's filthy. I like that. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. What about um, your biggest kitchen disaster? <laughs> A few of those. Um, but when I was starting, definitely was in my brother's kitchen. Uh, I put the whole kitchen full of chocolate because I didn't cover the thing properly and was uh, like chocolate all over. Nice clean down, yeah, on your own. What was his, well, what was his reaction when he came in? It's all right. <laughs> oh, no. That was bad. That was really bad. So the three bits of kit in the kitchen you can't live without? Definitely mortar. Paste and mortar, mm-hmm. you say that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, really need to have a good knife. And the third one, I have um, the ice cream machine, have to be. Oh, nice. That's just when they have all the chef's geek out a bit. I like that. So if you had to eat the same meal every day, Mm -hmm. what would that one meal be? Will be my mum lentils with chorizo. Simple, yummy. Definitely I can do that every day. And the last question, um, if you could cook one meal for anybody, who would it be? Will it be uh, one person or few in the same table? Do you know what? For you, Josie, because I had such a good day, have as many Picasso. as you bloody want. Picasso, <laughs> Picasso there is going to be... Um, oh, nice. Yeah, have to be. I love art and he's... Uh, yeah, Picasso. With uh, Maria Cala and uh, Paco de Lucia with the guitar. That will be. Can we come? I was going to say, what a party! There's there's a lift for you. Yeah, that will be. I don't think it's going to (laughs) happen. But hopefully, up there, if we go, one day, I will cook for them. Amazing. Jose, thank you so much for talking to us. No, thank you. Thank Thank you you for having me. Amazing. Always is good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, Yes Chef listeners. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Mr. Jose Pizarro, nicest man in restaurant history. Very nice, dude. Also, as well, taking you back to, to Andalusia and all that kind of stuff, the recommendations, we are going to go on holiday with Jose, so um, you know, keep, keep in touch with us and we'll maybe take you as well. I think you've had a bit of a tear in your eye at one point. Why? Oh, you just, the emotion involved in that. I just, I don't know, I think when someone's so, I don't know, so into it, and, and his knowledge, when he said about, you know, his favourite places, go to Angela Hartman's for a past, I was thinking, alright, let's go to the bloody greasy spoon, me and you, lad. Speaking about being into it, tell us how you feel. Like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Bon up.
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.